Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. Welcome to the final edition, actually, of Let's Talk Loyalty for 2019. Um, this episode is going out now on December 19th. So hopefully everybody who's listening is very much in wrap-up mode for the end of the year and hopefully celebrating lots of exciting loyalty performance. So today I am super excited to be talking to an award-winning loyalty program based in the UK, and that's British Gas Rewards. So I think most of you know by now that I'm a judge for the Loyalty Magazine Awards. And as part of that, I did see some fantastic work coming in from British Gas, which I have to say was very different and highly innovative and really exciting. So I took the opportunity and reached out to the two ladies who are on the line with me today to get an understanding of exactly where this whole concept came from. Um, Very unique and I suppose unusual in utilities at all to have such a comprehensive program. So I have, uh, first of all, Catherine Lodwich, who is the loyalty marketing lead at British Gas. And I also have Charlie Hills, who is the managing director and head of strategy for Mando Connect, who manage all of the partnerships and rewards for British Gas Rewards. So first of all, let me welcome Catherine and Charlie to Let's Talk Loyalty. Hello. Hello. Great, great. So Catherine and Charlie are together, obviously, um, in the UK. Um, As always, I'm in my um, recording studio in Dubai. So as always, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about um, separate loyalty statistics um, that appeal to all of us. So I'm going to start, first of all, I did read, Catherine, that you've actually spent, I think it's nearly 15 years now in British Gas. Is that correct? Yeah, just clocked up 15 last month, actually. Wow. So amazing employee loyalty and career loyalty for a start. (laughs) (laughs) Practice what I preach. There you go. Brilliant. So, Catherine, first of all, tell me and tell the listeners, what's your favorite loyalty statistic? Um, I think for me, it's about um, brand engagement. Um, It's I think it's kind of it's something that keeps me awake at night. And I think it's something of what we are laddering up to in terms of why we created a loyalty scheme in the first place at British Gas. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that um, the, the engagement in the brand is really important. So it's about how can we make sure that customers feel that they are with a company that's relevant, that is meeting their needs. Um, and that, that's one thing that I think is super important when measuring the success of, of our loyalty program. Yeah. Yeah, super, super. And I think I've always said, actually, and we were talking before the show, I mean, energy particularly, I mean, it's a super competitive um, area and and so difficult to differentiate. There's so many consumers that that find it hard to go, well, why would I have British Gas Energy versus any other provider? So um, so to be really keen to get the the kind of context in terms of developing your whole proposition. Um, So, Charlie, um, you can probably tell us um, a little bit about Mando Connect, but... Before we get into that, what's your favorite loyalty statistic? 
Um, well, my favourite loyalty stat actually uh, is a market-specific one. I know one of the angles for your podcast is very much about how the, the markets vary across the globe. And I think we're really lucky operating in the UK that we've got a really engaged population um, in our whole sector. Mm-hmm. So we did some research uh, with YouGov back in 2018. We're recommissioning it um, next year. But as part of that, we discovered that um, the majority of Brits think that loyalty programmes are a great way for brands and business is to reward loyal customers. So we've actually got 72% of our population um, agreeing with that stat, which is fantastic. And I think one of the reasons we really enjoy working on the British Gas Rewards Programme is because we've got an even more engaged audience um, with our British gas customers. Actually, 75% of them think that loyalty programmes are a great way for brands and businesses to reward loyal customers. And actually, 57% of them think that every brand in the UK should offer a loyalty programme, which I think as somebody who wakes well, works in loyalty goes to bed gets up and kind of you know it's such a huge part of our lives it's lovely to think that we're sort of working on something that people want and that matters to them yeah Uh, so that's my favorite uh, loyalty stat one of the things I'd love to do is look at how that varies market by market actually maybe we should look at that in the future but um, the Brits are big fans of loyalty programs Brilliant, Charlie. And I think uh, from looking at it, you said there's you've access to about 300,000 UK consumers, which is a massive number. And YouGov then, I'm guessing, is literally a, a government division that does UK consumer research across multiple areas. And you're the chosen partner for the loyalty piece. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, they're a fantastic company. We do a lot of work with them and in particularly in the loyalty space, but they cross kind of B2B and B2C areas. They they do do a lot of government um, work. They do a lot of polling, um, which is interesting and kind of topical at the moment in our Brexit themed market. Oh. Yeah. But they're not actually government owned, they're completely independent. Um, so okay. YouGov is the proposition is about you govern, which is actually it's about people being in charge of their own data and actually a kind of a robust and accurate view of the world. So we yes. love working um, with YouGov. They're one of our kind of our favorite insight sources. And, and yeah. as you say, we've got 300,000 people in that panel, which is fantastic. It yeah. means we can look at sort of every brand um, in the UK and we've got 160,000 data points on them. So it wow. gives us a kind of a unique data-led view and and helps Mm. us choose what rewards are right, what program structure is is right. And and it's, you know, it's live data as well. So we can see how it's changing month on month, week on week, or or even day on day. So it's a really fantastic tool actually very helpful in um, in British gas rewards of course of course yeah now we'll get into all the detail around that and certainly Catherine I know you uh, love data and um, you know what we've talked about is that your entire uh, proposition has been led by a massive amount of research and supported by the kind of data that Charlie has available so um, just as a point in the show notes obviously we'll make sure we have you know links through to the the YouGov report for 2018 and obviously again when it comes out in Q1 next year, Charlie, we'll make sure to publish that for you as well. So I think we're, we're all mad hungry for as much insights as possible. <laughs> so uh, we can never get enough, isn't it fair to say? Yeah. Wonderful. So, Catherine, um, I think from um, looking back, so the program I know was launched in April 2017. Uh, but when did the original, I suppose, context and idea of British Gas Rewards come about? Um, well, it came about, uh, so if we, if we can kind of rewind to 2015, 2016, we had a partnership with the Nectar Programme, okay. which is a, um, a coalition programme in the UK that um, Sainsbury is one of our major supermarkets that we've got out in the UK um, uh, uses. And mm. it's got 
got uh, a lot of different brands associated to it. Mm. And it gave us, um, not, you know, this, this, this gave us a really great um, view on actually what was important to our customers and they felt rewarded through that. Um, however, we felt that we could reward our customers um, more personally by being able to create our own in-house program. So back in sort of 2016, we started looking at what is it that our customers want and what's what's going on in their lives. And I think if I just kind of set some context in terms of the, the, the market, um, so at the time, um, British Gas is part of what is known as called the Big Six. The Big Six are six big, large energy suppliers, of which we're the biggest. Um, and, you know, we are, we became the whipping boys for the press and the government um, due to energy prices because we all know that energy prices are, are going north. Um, and that's just because of the, the sources of energy are, um, are getting harder to purchase, especially in global markets, um, as well as the increased investment that we need to have in renewables. Um, so all of that plays a, lot, a big role. Um, and uh, and because of that context of the government kind of using uh, energy, uh, the energy market as as a, as a political tool, um, and the press not particularly being very warm to it, this doesn't lead to a great emotional engagement with our brand because we're closely linked to all of the bad press that goes on essentially. So we just have to strip it right back and just understand right what is it that our customers want from us how can we reward them and at the time our customers felt very resigned they didn't feel valued at all Um, we were giving the best deals to new customers so existing customers weren't able to get the best energy tariffs from us Um, and they felt a little bit shortchanged essentially so we knew that we had to do something different. We knew we had to create engagement, uh, emotional engagement, um, and we needed to build trust by being fair and putting our customers first. And that led to us creating British Gas Rewards because they are the foundations of what we built the program on, was about being fair, making sure our customers were rewarded, um, making sure that loyalty was rewarded, that we were giving our customers the best discounts out there. Um, And that's what led to our decision to create British Gas Rewards uh, in 2017. Wow. It's so interesting in that research as well was the um, the insight that actually they didn't want a points program because that was such a big shift from the nectar proposition yeah. that yeah. actually what they really wanted was simplicity and engagement. So actually the way that you built the program with sort of same rewards for everyone, I think was, was quite revolutionary at the time. It was quite new thinking and it's been quite interesting in the last sort of year or so that we've seen some fairly big moves in the UK sort of into that space. I think it shows is probably one of the bigger brands that's made a similar move from a points program to a non-points program and it does seem to be something that everyone is talking about and you guys kind of were one of the first I think to sort of start with that yeah Yeah, and I think that the reason for that was that customers felt that you had to kind of have your you had to work out what points meant so Mm. you had to calculate how many points you would get what that means in cold hard cash um, and then what they could then go and redeem it was. And I think what was difficult for British Gas is when customers went to go and redeem their nectar points that we were giving them, um, it wasn't being redeemed within British Gas. And so therefore the, yeah. um, the engagement yeah. they were having with the brand was with nectar. And although um, nectar is a fantastic program, mm. um, 
the way that we were going with our market, what our customers wanted, it's, it was just a different proposition. So we had to create something different. Yeah. And there's massive amount of insights there. I don't even know which point to pick up first on <laughs> from what you both talked about. But again, I suppose, um, first and foremost, I know the margins are super challenging within energy in general. So yeah. if, if you had tried to do something with points, it wouldn't really feel like a very powerful reward, which is exactly obviously what you're trying to create. So I think the strategy of partnerships and, and, and everything that you've built, which we'll talk about, really does give something very compelling. And, and I know value is something that comes through in all of the research, particularly in the UK. So you've been able to obviously um, achieve that through this kind of partnership approach. Um, so I'll be dying to talk through the, the detail of that. I also, though, love the point that you made. Um, you mentioned Shell and certainly Charlie and we were together there in London uh, recently at the Loyalty Surgery. And I think yeah. there was there was a point that we both learned, which was um, Shell also, I mean, have a global perspective, in fact, um, which I know doesn't apply to British Gas Rewards, but have also made the decision to move from coalition to company-owned loyalty program. So I do think, again, Nectar is hugely well-respected and there's, there's real value, obviously, in that program for millions of customers. But clearly, when you want to have a direct relationship over time, um, there really is a very strong management. I think from customers to actually own that relationship and they want to have that relationship when they're spending so much with you guys. Yeah, I think it's, you know, what we really needed to get from the program um, was to make our customers feel more positive about us. Um, And, you know, and, and the best way to do that was to treat them fairly and to reward them for being valuable customers and loyal customers and, you know, making sure that they they um, were recognised for that. And that's not necessarily in terms of what we give customers. It's even just kind of within communications, being more personalised, recognising how long they've been with us or, you know, for the simple interactions they've recently done with us. You know, it's about recognition. And I think, you know, that that was just so important for our customers. Mm, amazing. So tell us, I'd love Kat just to talk through what is the British Gas Rewards proposition then as it currently stands? It is, uh, we say thank you to our customers. So it's our way of of giving something back to our customers. So we created a program where customers would get something for nothing. They would um, they would get the exclusive discounts and some great prize draws. So we created within the uh, rewards proposition um, one of our hero offers, which is called Loyalty Days. And that is um, uh, free energy days to customers for the length of time they've been with us at British Gas. So that folds in a lot of things in there. So that's the recognition of how long a customer has been with us, as well as giving customers something that they want, which is essentially money off their bill. Mm-hmm. What's also, um, you know, it is... Um, it's a great way of um, giving something back to customers. It's giving them something for nothing. We're not asking anything for them. They just claim these free energy days, which are then credited onto their bill and they get a discount. So it's great. And we're starting to evolve that proposition a little bit more. So we started to look at 
how we can reward our services customers. So these are customers who have um, sort of boiler and central heating care with us, um, as well as any sort of plumbing and drains and home electrical cover they've got with us and any home insurance products they've got with us. Um, and this is about how can we then open up loyalty days to more of our customers? How can we say thank you to these customers as something for nothing? Um, we've also laid in some exclusive discounts. So the discounts that we give our customers, you can't find anywhere else. So we've got some great discounts of British Gas that you won't be able to get anywhere else on no comparison websites, no deal codes or anything like that. Um, and the partner offers that we get, we we try to get something a little bit extra than you would normally get. So we might be able to negotiate sort of, you know, half price this or, you know, um, sort of a, you know, um, a discount off uh, certain products or days out or, uh, you know, some, some goods or what have you. Um, but it's the little extras that we can give. So whether it's kind of like a, a freebie when they get their discount or something like that, that we can do. So, um, so we always try to give something to our customers that's better than what else than what they can get elsewhere. And I think what's quite interesting in that is the role of the different types of rewards as well, because the loyalty days are very much our perceived sort of hero within the program. We know that they are the most preferred and the most loved rewards. And then what we do is we use the kind of the, the top brands um, in the UK that we know British Gas customers really love and really want to kind of supplement that. So effectively, that's the heart of the program. And then we extend into everybody's everyday lives by giving them things that they really love and want. So, you know, yeah. we're a nation of TV Addicts. Um, 50% <laughs> yeah. of British Gas customers actually describe themselves as TV addicts. 57% love movies. So a natural partner for us to work with was Sky. They create some of the most incredible content. They've got Sky Store. You can get all the kind of great movies. So we created amazing kind of movie nights in um, for those customers, which was really great. Another kind of key passion that we know British Gas customers are absolutely nuts about is travel. 48% yeah. of them absolutely love holidays and it's kind of what they think about all year so we've done some brilliant partnerships with brands like Haven, Forest Holidays and Accor um, to help British Gas customers kind of be able to experience those wonderful trips whether they want to go on a staycation or they yeah. want to travel around Europe or they want to head over to Dubai um, <laughs> and wherever they want to go we kind of we want to help enable them and, and say thank you and, and give them those kind of rewards offers and experiences that they can't get anywhere else sort of aligns yeah. the thing we know matter most and mm -hmm. um, so it, um, it's really fun to work on actually where they're a really great kind of customer base to work on they're really responsive and, and they really care about the rewards and you know we see kind of off the charts engagement increases in kind of MPS and yeah it, it's absolutely great it's really rewarding to work on something that you know is so loved yeah, and we'll definitely get into KPIs now because, again, I know you're both very keen on, on measuring and, and obviously uh, winning awards based on all of the performance of the programme. So, um, yeah, and sometimes it's just even interesting, um, I think, on the KPIs piece because, Kat, I loved what you said there. I think there's very few countries that have as challenging a media landscape as, as you have in the UK. So, you know, to, to be, you know, almost labelled negatively for everything that goes 
goes wrong in the industry is super challenging. And when we talk about KPIs, just as you were talking about that, it kind of occurred to me, we, we have the very measurable ones, which we're going to talk about now, but actually the PR value um, of, of having a loyalty program is something that we probably should maybe put more uh, focus on from a commercial perspective. Because, you know, publicity is publicity at the end of the day. And if you can start to change the narrative, that's an extraordinary achievement on top of all of the NPS and everything else. So, yeah, I, I think that's just something as, that occurred to me as you were talking. But I know you've got, I think it was five or six different KPIs. And again, I've seen some of the award entries. But tell us, what are the categories? I know you can't talk through any particular figures, um, given the commercial sensitivities. But what areas do you measure in terms of your KPIs? Well, it's, it's, it's actually an interesting time because we're starting to shift our KPIs now, actually. So, obviously, at launch, your key KPI is the number of customers that have signed up. So, whilst we will continue to track that and have targets to set to that, um, what we're now looking at is engagement. So, we've got a number of engagement segments within the program. So, we've categorized our customers into um, different types of engagement. So whether they engage with us, you know, on a kind of a, a really regular basis, so more than two or three times a month, all the way through to um, kind of those that don't even log on over three months. So for us, it's all about moving those customers up the engagement ladder so that we can see more customers interacting with rewards because we know when customers interact more with rewards, um, they're more engaged with us. They, they feel more positive about our brand um, and, and that helps them to stay longer. So we have already seen a lot of um, great results come in for those customers who are highly engaged with British Gas Rewards. Um, they are significantly more likely to stay with British Gas. Now, in an industry where we are seeing customers leave at record levels, that's massive for us. So that's a really huge KPI. It's also a massive focus within the business at the moment. And we know we're going in the right direction. Um, so that's great that our program is kind of ticking that box. But obviously, we've still got to keep up with that. There's no room for complacency within that. So our main focus is, is this engagement ladder in moving those customers up those. Um, I guess also we do measure NPS. So we know that our, our members are have a higher NPS score than our, our non-members, which is brilliant. So the more customers that we bring into the, to the rewards program, the better that we treat them, the more exciting things they hear from our brand and they, you know, the better experiences they get from us. Um, that helps contribute to a better NPS, which is brilliant. Um, we also measure sort of customer lifetime value. Um, so we know that our rewards members and um, particularly those that are more highly engaged are more valuable to us. So they tend to stay longer. They tend to take more products from us. They are more stickier with us. Um, and they just feel more favorable about us. They're more likely to be advocates of ours. So it's about trying to scale that a bit more and making sure that we can get more customers experiencing the great things that we do within rewards and having more of those positive interactions with those customers. Wow. 
Beautiful. Yeah, well, there's plenty there. And I'm about to write an article about KPIs and loyalty. So you've given me plenty to plenty to think about. <laughs> it's great to get direct access to, to the brains of the business. <laughs> um, so that's all amazing. Um, and I'd love to just even talk on, a, I suppose, on a practical level as well, Kat, because, um, you know, it's, it's quite a challenge, I think, that the kind of scale that you're operating at. And I know when we were chatting before, you built this program actually uh, pretty quickly, I think, compared to lots of programs. So tell us a bit about, I suppose, the, the team and the timescales um, from, I suppose, the context and concept through to launching British Gas Rewards. So we, so we were toying with the idea at the back end of 2016, and we'd done some qual research right at the back end of that year. Mm-hmm. Um, we then went into the new year of 2017 um, and started doing some more quant research just to really validate some of the points of what customers have picked up at qual. So in terms of what do customers want to be rewarded with? What would they feel would be great for them? What are the foundations we can pick up and create a program with? Mm. Um, and we essentially went from zero from the 1st of January through to um, a first kind of MVP, minimal viable product, by the 27th of April, 2017. So that wow. was four months. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had our decisioning engine go live in August, the 1st of August, 2017. Okay. Um, so all in all, that was seven months. And wow. I, um, I'm probably still recovering, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Sounds but, pretty stressful. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I mean, to be fair, it was, it was a great atmosphere to work in because we were given great license within the business to say, right, leave these guys alone. They've got to hit something really quick. They've got to get out the market super quick. So we had our dedicated kind of digital team, we had a dedicated IT team. We had marketing propositions, insight, and we had our own virtual team. And we were given the license to be agile. And now that's not saying that we're not agile as a business, but it was to say actually, always super agile Mm. um we went at speed at pace and we got something um uh, you know from from nothing through to a full decisioning engine live within seven months and that's an amazing achievement and uh, something i'm extremely proud of um because you know it took a lot of dedication great collaboration um and just a lot of courage as well Mm. in terms of cutting through a lot of things within uh within because we're a highly regulated business so to work and, and, and take our colleagues with us in terms of getting lots of sign-off because sign-off at British Gas isn't isn't quick. Um, you know, we've got a lot of compliance we need to adhere to on lots of levels in terms of kind of an FCA, Ofgem, which is the uh, energy regulator, as well as legal. Um, and, and we just... Um, got together a bit of a, a great virtual team and we were able to cut through that and work in a really slick way to get that to launch super quick. Wow. Yeah. And it's the kind of project that all of us, I think, who work in loyalty dream of, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like it, it's the mindset, the investment, the support. Um, and then, you know, again, the, the resources to go out and work with agencies, top agencies like Mando Connect. So, Charlie, you can tell us a bit about that as well as we go through. But yeah, I mean, certainly... I'd say in your whole 15 years, it probably was the, the most frantic, I guess, in terms of uh, the expectations. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think one of the nice things we've observed is is that culture's really continued in the team as well. I mean, if I think if anyone said to us, gosh, British Gas will be a really innovative brand to work with in loyalty, you know, before we actually got to know the team, I think we might have sort of scratched our chins and sat back slightly (laughs) um, because of that level of regulation and that they deal with as but one of the things that really hangs true and, and we noticed it versus some of our other clients is the way that the squad kind of works together and the team really pulls together. So propositions, partnerships and marketing work yeah. really closely together to kind of deliver a single proposition. And it's it's great to be part of, actually. Um, and it really I think when you put your mind to something, you really make it happen quite quickly, um, despite all of those kind of challenges that you, you operate in. Yeah, and it's definitely the next thing I want to talk to you guys about. Um, again, having seen all the awards that you've won, um, which we'll talk about specifically, you know, I think innovation came through, as you said, as a surprising um, objective of the program. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know there was augmented reality work done. There's mention of a chatbot. So tell us a bit about exactly what has been um, the focus on innovation and what have you done that's been very new and very different in the loyalty world? So, um, earlier this year, we um, worked with um, our digital teams and worked with um, an agency called Spark, um, and we launched um, the first augmented reality, um, web-based reality um, that was launched at scale within a marketing program. Um, And... That was um, that was really good, and in terms of speed to market, that again was kind of launched within three months. Um, so we started that in January, and then that went live um, in April, um, in the run up to um, Easter, that was on the twenty first of April. So for us, that was another kind of project at pace as well. And what worked really well was that. We were given license to um, play around with some new technology. So um, our marketing director came to me and said, I really want to use augmented reality. I want it to feel like a natural part of the customer experience. Where could we use it? And so um, together with um, our play into gamification, I said, actually, it would work really nicely with rewards. So we know we want to kind of look at gamification in terms of an engagement strategy within our um, within our program. And the two married really, really well. So and the reason we use web-based AR, um, so that meant that our customers didn't need to download a separate app to use it because a lot of um, programs would be able to do that. Also, building the functionality into our own app um, would have taken time because we were um, we were transforming our app at the same time, so the focus wasn't there to be able to do that. Um, so by doing the web-based AR, it was a great experience because all customers could just click through on a standard web link and go and enjoy um, the, the the go and enjoy the game, and and they had a great interactions. So we've got a great. Um, kind of creative vehicle at British Gas called Wilbur the Penguin. Yeah. Um, and our customers absolutely love him. So whether he's in the form of a cuddly Wilbur or a nightlight Lil Wilbur, um, and when we did the augmented reality, he featured in our game to go and collect the eggs and win a prize. Um, and that went down a storm. And then the customers could go, then go on and share selfies with Wilbur. Mm-hmm. And that went down, I mean, tremendously well. So even though if customers, um, you know, weren't successful in getting one of our kind of top 
top tier prizes, they still have the opportunity to have photos with Wilbur, which was which was a great result for our customers because they love. Um, and yeah, so we saw some great engagement in that. We saw over uh, 350,000 customers play the game. Um, and bearing in mind that was only live for 11 days, um, you know, that was a significant amount of customers going on to engage. And we saw when customers came on to play, they then started searching the rest of their rewards mm. um, area. And, started, and so we saw a huge uplift in some of our offers within that. And, you know, particular offers saw kind of 200% uplift in, in take-up because of the game. So we know by trying to draw customers into rewards through different mechanics, such as gamification, um, had, a, had a great um, result in terms of trying to improve the engagement elsewhere in rewards. So, you know, this is something that I'm really passionate about. So where where we can use um, technology that is relevant for our customers, that feels nice and feels great without trying to shoehorn it into an experience, I think works fantastically. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I think what comes through as well, I can hear the passion in your voice. And I'm like, I need a client now with that <laughs> that level of vision as well. So, so I get to play. Um, but yeah, customers do really, I think their respect for the brand goes up when they see that you've gone out and say, you know, here's something that is really different and really fun, but also coming, I guess, from, you know, almost a family perspective. Because as yeah. you said, Wilbur is such a gorgeous character. And actually, I think he goes back before British Gas Rewards. Am I right? Yes, he does. So he's a creative vehicle for our brand. Okay. So he was there to create, um, I guess he was there to create some emotional engagement as well from a, sure. like a, an advertising yeah. platform. Um, and, you know, he's done a fantastic role within doing that within British Gas. Amazing. Um, and, you know, that was something that was great to leverage within the program. And our, mm. we know our members are highly engaged with Wilbur. Mm. So you know, all of our giveaways of uh, Wilbur merchandise has gone down really well. Wow. Well, definitely a learning for me now, I have to say, is, you know, I, I wouldn't always, I'm not the one on the creative front, but I can completely see how, you know, friends and family would, would get very competitive about that kind of thing. So, uh, <laughs> and and just on the communications piece, Kat, 350,000 plays over 11 days is extraordinary. And I know you have millions of members in the program, but just on the communication side, like, was that from above the line communications? Was it on TV, the particular augmented reality piece of loyalty, or was that purely from below the line with your email and, and push notifications? Um, it was purely below the line. Wow. So we had mainly email, um, and actually that was the only form that we did. I don't think we did um, SMS in that in that particular campaign. And the app push we definitely didn't do because um, rewards wasn't in the British Gas app at that point. Um, but we did use social uh, media as well. So we can do targeting to our members in Facebook because we've got pega targeting within that. So we were able to target our members or even non-members to try and get them to sign up to rewards. And we saw a lot of customers actually went on to sign up to rewards just to play the game wow. um, because it was so delightful for our customers. I mean, we mm. were a utility brand. We're obviously the whipping boy in the press and the mm. government. Mm. So doing something like this is really unlike British Gas. It's quite charming. It's mm. quite fun. Super. And it's not a functional, yeah. usual 
day-to-day um, yeah. experience they have with British Gas. So this was something that was quite surprising for our members, but a, a lovely surprise, obviously. Absolutely. And uh, just to pick up, uh, because I haven't done a lot of Facebook advertising, Kat, Pega targeting, exactly. What does that mean then from a, a you know, a targeting perspective? What can you isolate in, in that approach? So our rewards decisioning engine is um, uses Pega. So Pega is the technology that we use to be able to target specific members with the rewards that we have within British Gas. So whether that's um, the number of energy um, loyalty days they get from us for the tenure they've been with us, whether it's um, you know, a certain discount they get from us, whether it's kind of free days out or whatever, we're doing some nice surprises and delights. That, Pega is a technology that we use to do that. We can also use that technology to pass through to Facebook um, to target our own customers. So we know who we're talking to. So rather than going to Facebook and buying impressions based on Facebook data, mm. um, we can actually feed that in to wow. Facebook. From your side. Wow. Yeah, which is great because it then becomes a more targeted campaign rather than broadcast. Yeah. Um, because... Although it's great for non-members and non-customers to see and hear about rewards, um, you know, that does help in terms of the brand connection and the brand um, perceptions they have. But I guess from our perspective, that's not what our budget was there to do. Our budget was there to engage with the members that we've got. It was to drive engagement with the customers that we've got. So it's a great tool to making sure that your spend is being as, as efficient as possible. Um, and and it's, it's brilliant at doing that. And we continue to do that on a monthly basis, actually. And I think approach sort of runs through the whole program as well we see it a lot actually now that we're sort of getting slightly older from our (laughs) we are sort of identifying priority groups within the base and we are actually developing specific reward experiences that we knew they would like so the augmented reality experience was very much designed with our family audience in mind it was a very interactive game for kind of parents um, and caregivers to share with their children alike so that was fantastic and then as we move into 2020 it's a big part of our thinking so how can we align and understand what different behavioral groups want in terms of different reward experiences or different brands that they might want to see rewards with confectionery is a really interesting area for us we know that some types of our British gas customers are massive fans of chocolate we've got a whole bunch of alcoholics (laughs) but we also know we've got a load of Haribo fans um, within there as well so actually it's about us developing exactly the right kind of reward with exactly the right brand for that audience and I think when we invest time in that and we don't just give one size fits all thinking yeah. um, we see massive um, uplifts in, in MPS and engagement from those members as well so I think that's probably a big priority for us across everything next year about how do we target even smarter yeah and it's 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 such good um, strategy and and we talked earlier obviously about the um, the loyalty days the piece I love about the loyalty days is obviously the tenure which I know mightn't be a term familiar with all of our listeners but you know just recognizing exactly how many years your customers have been with you I think is a very explicit way of using your core product to say thank you for being with us another year but also Charlie um, I know the stuff because I've done similar work to you as I think you know 
the partnership stuff, when we did research, what our customers used to say, again, in the Irish market, which is not hugely different, but people would say, okay, yes, I know you have your own rewards, but there was almost extra respect again for them going, oh, you've gone out and talked to another kind of complimentary, whether it's chocolate or whatever. So I'm sure that probably comes through in your own research as well, does it? Yeah, it does. I think it's... um People love being part of British Gas Rewards and they really want those great rewards offers and experiences from British Gas because intuitively that makes sense to them. They see the value on their bill. I think that that's really great. But I feel that, and we feel, and and they feel in all that research as well, that if that was the only thing we did, they almost slightly perceive a lack of effort from the brand. That's kind of like, yeah, thanks, that's great, brilliant. That's kind of what I expected. So the role of the rewards within the program is to build in that extra kind of love and recognition so we can say you know we know you've got holidays here are some wonderful holiday rewards and actually we work really hard to identify which is the right holiday brand you know should it be a core hotels should it be haven or should it be uh, forest holidays or who else should it be you know do we have who love camping do we have customers that love high-end luxury hotels breakfast for us has been a huge thing in this market we've seen the rising popularity of the staycation as a direct result of that the travel industry has talked about it so actually a big priority for us was to to give people the opportunity to have amazing staycations this summer when perhaps they were a bit nervous and and we're interested to see what happens next year so it's a huge thing for us it sort of adds value it adds engagement and then critically i think for the program as well it enables us to give away more for less so because we work so closely with brand partners and because we build sort of strategic partnerships with them that are mutually beneficial, it obviously costs British Gas a lot less than just going out and buying those rewards or, or even going out and offering rewards from themselves. So we see sort of a significant increase on return on investment from those partner rewards because we create them in a way that actually it's a win-win for both brands so that the partner that we're working with gets really great relevant and engaging exposure to millions of British Gas customers so they offer obviously offer British Gas far greater rewards experiences and all the little extras that Kat was talking about um, than you can get anywhere else and, and British Gas in return spend a lot less money on you know offering those, those great rewards to their customers so it's a bit of a win-win and and we curate a very small and select number of brand partnerships as well I think that's one of the important things in the program as well it's very targeted it's very focused and it's not sort of millions of rewards we're not asking our members to look through thousands and thousands (laughs) we're literally giving them the kind of the two or three that we know they they really want and, and that they ask and actually we respond when they ask for stuff as well so the social media engagement that we have is great you know because people are telling us what they love um, yeah. and then they're also helpfully suggesting other things <laughs> we put that into the research um, as well to make sure you know the great ideas that have come from across the business actually yeah. Yeah. And and again, I mean, this all feels so familiar. Like, I think you really are spot on with, you know, it isn't about having hundreds of offers and hundreds of partners, because actually then there's the downside of I have to search and see what, what ones I might be interested in. So yeah. I think the approach around simplicity and hero brands based on really, truly listening, um, I think customers really feel that. So um, even if it's not overt or they understand how, how difficult that is for you to deliver as a brand, 
there's definitely um, a feeling that comes through. And I've often talked about the mindset and the intention of a management team. And, and certainly that's what I'm hearing that that's happening in British Gas is there's a, a genuine intention for the customers to feel that love of the brand. Yeah. And it's very customer led. I mean, Cat has always pushed on us very strong objectives around customer centricity. And so <laughs> lovely. what's lovely is in, but sometimes that can get quite subjective, like what would customers actually like and, and how do we know? And I think we're all so close to the brand and we're all, you know, so passionate about the industry that, that we yeah. are too close to it. So we always make sure that we use that customer data and research so mm. that it's customers telling us what they want, not us telling us what we think customers <laughs> want. And actually it, it really helps us get the right reward and get the right partner brand because we, we yeah. look to the customer first and British Gas is amazing at kind of, you know, being reliant on that data and then trusting it as well. Yeah, fantastic. Um, on a, on a, another practical note, Kat, um, you mentioned the, the kind of decisioning engine and, and the kind of technology. Did you guys build your technology in-house or did you go out for a loyalty platform or what's your general approach to IT and the app and the, the whole digital strategy? Uh, well, we worked with our um, our colleagues in the data and insight team to help us with, uh, I guess, solutionizing that. So we already had a partnership with with Pega anyway. Um, so the recommendation from them was to continue to use Pega because actually. At that point in time, it was a most sophisticated uh, mechanic to help us with what we needed in rewards. So going back to what our customers wanted, they wanted to feel rewarded and valued and recognized. And Pega was the best platform for us to be able to do that. Now, I think in that time, since we've set it up, there are now more platforms that are available that are able to, to do that. But I think at the time, Pega was the most sophisticated. So because we already had a partnership with Pega at the time, um, it felt natural just to kind of extend that relationship and then go off and build the requirements for rewards. So we were really um, integral in building those requirements. So um, although I'm not a techie, I could come at it from a customer point of view and say, actually, this is what our customers want. And then in terms of trying to translate that into the technical requirements of what we wanted, obviously we had to work with our, our data colleagues to, to, to help translate that into sort of a technical document. Um, so it was just kind of marrying something that we had with what the customer really wanted and making sure that we have the right platforms to address that. I guess if we didn't have Pega on at the time, we probably would have gone out to um, and had a look at what else there was in the marketplace to see what would best meet that need. Um, but I guess with the speed to market that we needed to get at, um, we needed to use the existing capabilities that we had or the existing relationships that we had to Great. see how it best fit the customer need. Yeah. And that's actually my experience as well, Kat. I really think you made the right call there. So, you know, technology and making significant technology changes at scale is always more painful than anyone ever oh. expects. <laughs> so, yeah, let's not do that. You know, you know, if there's a trusted partnership, absolutely. That sounds amazing. So I'm delighted to hear that you have those trusted partners again on, on the tech side. Um, so, I mean, that's almost it, I guess, from my side, ladies. Um, the final one, I suppose, is... I'd love to just summarize the kind of awards that you've won um, in 2019, I think based on the results that you achieved in 2018. I know there's lots of ambition uh, for the program going forward and lots of award entries I'll, I'll be seeing coming in. But just tell us a bit about what, what awards did you win this year? 
We've had an amazing year. Um, we got quite overly excited. I think you, you become part of the industry and, and you get inspired yeah. by everything that you've seen. So, yeah. you know, Quality Magazine Awards, we love. We've been huge fans of it. You know, yeah. We only set up Mando Connect a couple of years ago and, and the team there have been so supportive of us from, from day one. Yeah. Um, great. We're really looking forward to entering a load of stuff next year. So, yeah. um, you know, we're already starting, starting the entries. We all know the fun of that process. So we were really lucky this year we won um for we got highly commended for best new program in the uk that was a global award actually very mm-hmm. excited the royalty magazine awards we were amazing win outright but we, we still felt like winners with our certificates yeah uh, won at the ipm awards um okay automotive and utilities um initiative across everything so that was lovely to see loyalty kind of up against promotions campaigns the whole kit and caboodle and actually we won a sector level award that and then we also won for um, retention program and engagement at the IPM so we were absolutely thrilled Kat also would kill me for saying this because (laughs) she also won one of the rising stars 30 under 40 wow congratulations Kat that's amazing (laughs) wow Um, a great kind of personal recognition, I think, of, of what she's achieved um, in Richard rewards. So, yeah, we just, we entered a couple this year. We're going to enter a few more. We're, we're sitting down to talk about it, actually, after this. I've got a whole sort of wish list of ideas. <laughs> wow. Um, things that we will do. So, <laughs> so, yeah, it's been great. And I think what's lovely in those awards is it actually makes you sit back and reflect. It's a bit like doing things like today. It's a wonderful chance to sort of sit yeah. back. Get off the day-to-day thing. Think about, gosh, what have we achieved? Yeah. And actually, what's a priority for us next year? So, mm. uh, yeah, it's, it's a great process. Yeah. It's and- been a great year. It's been a fantastic year. And, and I think, you know, obviously, with uh, kind of the year coming to a close, it's it's a really good time to kind of take stock and think, actually, yeah. although everyone is, oh, I can't believe it's December already, but actually, when I look at how much we've done, how much we've delivered, the amazing stuff that we've won and we've been recognised for, some of the amazing stuff that we've delivered, it's incredible that's been done in, in 12 months. And I think the thanks goes out to the wider virtual team because actually yeah. they're the people to make it happen and to Mando Connect we work so closely with them they're like an extension to our team yeah. so collaboratively everybody working together has kind of made all this happen in the last 12 months and it's been yeah. brilliant yeah yeah and that came through as well in your award entry cat as well like you know all of the recognition I think it said you'd I think a direct team of four and a virtual team of 15 am I right yeah yeah yeah. phenomenal phenomal and and obviously uh, Charlie we'll we'll put a link to Mando Connect as well Um, and great to hear all of the amazing partner work that you guys are doing to support the program Um, and then Kat as well obviously to to, to British Gas Rewards we'll make sure to link through Uh, I know there's been some great publicity as well around the innovation stuff and so we'll link to all of the kind of relevant stories so is there anything else from your side ladies that you wanted to cover off before we finish not really I think I mean I I love this podcast because it's so interesting to look at all the different markets and to hear the case studies and I think that's been really valuable Um, I particularly love the earth rewards um, one that you did I thought that was really interesting so no just kind of more of the same coming it's it's a really useful forum and it's certainly it's my first ever podcast and it's been really fun um, to record so thank you it's um it's been a great experience although I'm slightly terrified about hearing my own voice on recording so everyone I I is gin and tonic before I listen <laughs> no problem at all Charlie and Kat from your side were you happy with everything is there anything else you want to mention for listeners 
Yeah, no, I mean, just more of what Charlie said, really. Thank you very much for inviting us. And, you know, also my my first podcast as well. So, um, yeah, really thrilled to um, to be on this and to be on your kind of the ultimate one of 2019. I feel quite privileged. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and, and definitely, you guys, I, I will want to go and do this again with you, maybe at the end of next year. Um, I think there's 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 so much work that you're doing and, and I love the strategy and the thinking and the passion for your industry. So, um, yeah, I really am impressed with the work that you're doing and yes the, the year is coming to a close you are the final episode so um, first of all want to say thank you both so Catherine Lodwich and Charlie Hills thank you for talking to Let's Talk Loyalty Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty If you'd like me to send you the latest show each week simply sign up for the show newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and I'll send you the latest episode to your inbox every Thursday. Or just head to your favorite podcast platform. Find Let's Talk Loyalty and subscribe. Of course, I'd love your feedback and reviews. And thanks again for supporting the show.